0: Michelle Gauthier and you're listening to the Overwhelmed Working Woman podcast. Thanks for joining Overwhelmed Working Woman. This week, we have a guest expert and our guest is Lindsay Dotsloff. She used to be my coach and I asked her to be on the podcast because she taught me some very important things, many of them just by being herself. She was always so intentional and calm and she's extremely successful. And I feel like there's so much out there today lots of hustling and like doing as much as possible as quickly as you can do it. And Lindsay just does not take that approach. And I admire that. And I love that. And I actually don't know very much at all about her family life or how she balances that and manages to pull off not being an overwhelmed working woman or at least appearing so. You can tell me, Lindsay. Maybe (laughs) Maybe that's not true. So thanks for being with us today. Say hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and your family. Hi, I'm so happy to be
1: here. And it's so funny you said that because when I read the email you sent me, I was like, how does she actually know? What if I get on here and I'm like, my life is a mess. My, (laughs) It just made me laugh. I just can't imagine it. You
0: have such a calm (laughs) demeanor. You're either an amazing actress or it's true.
1: Okay. It is mostly true. So I think that you're on the right path. But... I, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. My name is Lindsay Dotsloff. I am a coach. I teach coaching skills. I help coaches be amazing at what they do and build businesses that they just really feel settled in. A lot of like what you see for me is so much of what I just help teach my clients when it comes to structuring their businesses and you know just knowing how to coach in a way that just feels great to them.
0: Awesome. Good. And family-wise, you have two kids, correct? Yep. I'm married. I have two kids. I've been
1: married for almost 18 years, I think. That's a really long time. I have two
0: kids, two girls. They are 11 and 13. Okay. Perfect. I have a 13-year-old girl too. So I know that. I know how that (laughs) feels for sure. The
1: 13-year-old is like pretty great. The 11-year-old, she's the sassy one.
0: That's funny because my 16-year-old's the older one. So the 13-year-old's the sassy one. I feel like the second one is usually the the sassy one. For sure. Yes. And I'm the oldest. Are you the oldest? Yes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we have the oldest child personality. (laughs) We do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. For sure. Okay. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your business. And I'm looking at it from the spin of... You know how you run your business from a place of calm and intention. Like I said in the intro, that always impressed me about you. And when I would come to you with questions and be sort of frantic about I need to do this by this time, you would always help me slow down and really think through it. So, can you tell us about your business and then also sort of the approach behind that?
1: Yes. So, I mean, first, I just want to be clear that sometimes I'm totally overwhelmed, right? And sometimes like, I don't think that there's any escape from just feeling that way sometimes. But I do know for myself, like when I got into coaching and when I started my business, before that, I had worked with my own life coach for quite a while. And one of the reasons I did is because I was overwhelmed all the time. And I was very, like very opposite from what you see now. Although I may have appeared actually still pretty calm on the outside. But Mm -hmm. on the inside, I was just losing my mind all the time. Just overwhelmed with life in general. And so coaching like really helped me calm that down. So just a plug for coaching in general.
0: How many years ago was that?
1: I started my business. So I hired a coach in 2014. Worked with her for about a year and a half before I started my business. And I have a background in psychology. So it's kind of like Coaching was like a very natural next step. It felt like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for for so long. And then I think because of that, because I just refused to kind of let myself go back to that place of being super overwhelmed and being, because I, you know, I love to be good at things. I love to be busy. And I used to let that drive, right? Like just like busy all the time. Like that's kind of where I would find my. I'm going to say like worth in quotes like my worth mm-hmm. as a human right just mm-hmm. being extra busy making sure everyone is taken care of like doing things for everyone else and I think one just thing that I learned along the way is I can't I can't say yes to everything I can't do all the things for everyone else and really when I kind of pause and put myself first and like lead with that before you know doing all the things not that I don't still do the things but just re- really being a lot more intentional. Mm-hmm. And then I think I brought that into my business as I was building it.
0: Okay, perfect. I feel like I could have written out for you what would be the perfect thing to say to this audience. <laughs> I feel like you just covered all the stuff that we talk about. Just that. Overwhelmed, putting everybody else first. When we're afraid to sit with our own thoughts, then just do something for everyone else. Never think about yourself, all of that. So it's good to know that you once were there. And I think the other important point you made is you're still totally well, overwhelmed sometimes. So am I. So is everybody who's listening and that's okay. Our end goal isn't to never get there, but just how to know how to live our life intentionally from a place where we don't start off that way every day of our yes. life,
1: which I used to. Yeah, and now I just notice it. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Why is that? And I, and I have the tools to question it, right? To see, to like pause and say, why? Instead of this is just the truth of like how, how you're supposed to feel, how you're supposed to live. Like that's, I feel like that's how I kind of used to think about it before coaching was like, yeah, this this is
0: normal. Like every woman's overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And I think that's true. But they don't have to be forever and always, for sure. Yes. Okay. So how do you run your business? What does it look like? First of all, tell us about your business. Brag a little. Tell us how big and (laughs) successful your business is. And then how you run that from that place of intentional calm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think actually this answer will be really interesting thinking about running a business with a lot of intentionality. So I am a coach. Like I said, I have. Right now I have two things that I run. I have something called the Coach Lab, which has it's a program, it has hundreds of coaches in it. It's a lifetime access. So you just like join once and you're just there. So I have hundreds of clients in that program. And then I have an advanced certification, which has like while we're recording this, maybe around 20, 15 to 20 people per round that I'm really helping on the more in the more advanced level of coaching mastery. And One thing that happened this year is I tried to create a third offer. I did create a third offer and I sold it and I was totally overwhelmed. It was just like, this is too much. I can't because I love like if I'm going to do something again, I like to be very intentional about it. I like to make sure that I'm good at it and that the delivery, like I always put my clients first. So I'm always thinking about like delivery first. And I felt that slipping. And so I canceled an offer and I canceled a launch. And I just kind of took a bunch of things off the plate because I started feeling that overwhelm and then seeing it affecting my clients. And Mm -hmm. I just knew like, this is not... This isn't what I want. This isn't for me.
0: First of all, that's huge. That's amazing. (laughs) So I think a lot of people are afraid to leave money on the table. So how did you get your mind to the place that you were willing to leave it behind?
1: Yeah, so... The simplest answer is when I always lead with my values. So this is actually something I teach in my certification where we like, I really help my clients define their values and their values in their business. And I think anytime you're leading through that and using that as the lens to make all your decisions, the answers become a lot more clear, even when they feel hard. Right. And, and I knew because I've have made quite a bit of money in my business and worked with a bookkeeper and people that help me manage the money. I knew like there's money here. It's going to be fine, right? There's no. I had a business reserve. It wasn't like if I cancel this offer, oh no, where's the money going to come from? Or like what am I going to do? And honestly, I took my brain to the place where I was like, in the long run, it kind of feels like it might be more detrimental to my business to launch this anyway, to do this thing anyway, and then not be able to deliver at the level that. I like to, or that my clients are used to, you know, getting from me. Mm-hmm. So, to answer one of the questions you asked earlier, you know, when you're like brag about your business, I have made close to a million dollars, just not myself personally, but my business has over the last couple of years. But this year, I'm, I'll probably end closer to about 400,000. And I feel great about it. It's really interesting. It's like there were moments when I was like, what am I doing? Oh no, this feels really bad you know, am I ruining it all? Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of on the other side of it now. And it's like, that was the best decision I could have made to really make sure that my business stayed simple, which I think simplicity is one of the answers to all of this. Like, how do I do it all? How do I, you know, run a business without feeling constantly overwhelmed? I think simplicity is one of the main answers.
0: Yep. And it's simplicity in having two specific offers. And then choosing to not have that third offer. I think that's just amazing because I think a lot of times when people come to work with me, they want to be not overwhelmed. But when push comes to shove and you have to feel uncomfortable about turning away something. Every time we're saying yes to something, we're saying no to something else. So if you're going to say no to that offer, you're going to open up space to serve your clients better, et cetera. But you're also saying no to the potential of more money from that particular offer. So I love that you chose being calm and not overwhelmed and being in line with your values over anything else. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe not everybody has the luxury of saying, like, okay, well, I I have the reserves. Like I can do this if I don't make money for the next X amount of months. That'll be totally fine. But I still think that there is a middle ground there where it's like you can still say, okay. What is the way that works for me? Like, how can this be simple? How much money do I actually need to bring in right now? Which might be a very different answer than what was I thinking I was going to do, or what was like the big goal that I set, right? Which is a lot of there. Like, those are very different answers usually.
0: Yeah, and I think that's such a big example, but there's so many day to day little trade offs like. I'm going to stop caring what other people think about me and I'm going to start going home from work at five o'clock or, you know, whatever it is. So that's a, yours is a really big example. And I'm sure you have lots of small ones too in your business, but that's great. That's fantastic. How many hours a week do you work? What's your work
1: schedule look like? The simple answer to that is I don't know exactly how many hours, but uh, (laughs) on the day to day, I work about, let's say like 10 to four or five. Depending on the day, but my brain is sometimes a little all over the place. So I don't, I'm not a person that has like a very strict schedule that I follow every single week. So some days I might start a little later, or even if I'm in the middle of something, like work a little later, if that's possible. If my husband's home and he can running the kids wherever they need to be and cooking and whatever, you know, so I think it varies, but I'm going to say about 10 to four, let's say five days a week.
0: Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And, I think, too, it's important because a lot of times people think in order to be not overwhelmed, I need to just do time blocking and work these specific hours and all that. So I love that you have sort of a general schedule, but if you want to work less or more or whatever, you can allow yourself to do that. And again, I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, I wish I had that option. But think, where do I have that option? It's not with your hours what is something that you can have flexibility on or say no to like for example letting your kid join three activities in one season oh we have
1: one. lots of rules about that they can only yes.
0: do one thing <laughs> like do the, <laughs> I mean we
1: have made some exceptions where they overlap every once in a while but it's like nope one thing that's it <laughs> simplify
0: right <laughs> Yep. I just made an exception this fall and I was very sorry about it. And I was like, but now I have to see this out? Because I said yes. I intentionally chose to break my own rules and I'm paying the price. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And so do you have help in your business? And do you have help at home? I do have help in my
1: business. I have several contractors like, you know, podcast editor, bookkeeper, those types of positions. And then I, I do just this year hired or this year. It's been about a year, I think, that I've hired her full time. I have a full-time business manager, which I mean, that is like amazing. She is my saving grace sometimes. Like she is, but I I did it myself until then. And so I think it's totally doable without that. But yeah, when I hired her full time, that felt like a huge lift for me. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: Did you have any thoughts about like giving away some of your work to someone else? or All of them. Yes, do- it okay. was awful. It was okay. awful,
1: awful. Until she just kept convincing me like, no, no, this is... I'm actually really this good at why this. you're paying like, me. Let me do it. <laughs> you know, and I hired someone specifically who that is her job. She loves her job. She's excellent at her job. I... She... She's kind of like an operations person in my business. So she does like all the details, all the... All the things that I... Would for sure forget or let slip through the cracks or, you know, she kind of like keeps me on task. But yeah, it was really hard in the beginning, for sure. She had to just like pry things away. Now I don't know what I would do without her. <laughs>
0: do you have help at home too?
1: So I don't. Um, I, I mean, I do my husband, but I'm like that he's not He That's just a part of his job, yes, what he signed yes. up for, right? <laughs> um, but we are pretty fortunate that since... So he works for a hospital and he's in tech. Um, but since 2020, he they moved his job to be more remote. So he is home a lot. Not that he, like when he's working, he's pretty checked out and, and whatever. But he's here if I'm like, hey, I need you to take them to soccer or to, mm-hmm. to like take Harper to horse lessons or, you know, whatever. And he's really good at that kind of thing. And he's an excellent cook and he does most of the cooking.
0: That's amazing. Oh my god. Sometimes gosh. I hesitate to say that because I know people are like, well... <laughs> If I had that in That's my why life. she's making a million yeah. dollars yeah, a year. Because right? her husband cooks <laughs> dinner every night.
1: <laughs> but to be fair, we also have just come up with a little bit of a a workaround for that. Because he does work a lot. Like he probably should work with you. He's not a mom, but he like mm-hmm. needs... I mean, he's like overwhelmed all the time. He works insane hours and doesn't know how to not do that. And so even when he's like driving them to lessons or whatever, like sometimes they'll be on the speaker in the car, like doing a meeting or, you know, I'm like, what, what, what is happening? But it's fine. He gets to choose. These are, (laughs) these are his decisions. Yeah. I used to do that too. Yep. (laughs) But we've come up with a, you know, kind of a plan where it's like he cooks on Sunday, then we have leftovers for one or two nights. The girls are old enough that they also make their own dinner once or Mm -hmm. twice a week, usually. Mm -hmm. And you know they have like options. They have things that they know how to make, and it's just like their go-to's, and that's what they do. And then I just have to ignore the mess. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they make mm-hmm. the giant, giant mess. And and then maybe he'll cook another night, like grill a bunch of chicken, and then you know we have that to do a few things with. So we're even that. It's like we're pretty pr- strategic about it. It's not like yeah. he's just off it for like cooking a big meal every night.
0: Yeah, that sounds lovely. Both of those versions sound lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Both sound great. Oh my gosh. Yes, my 13-year-old loves to cook and she's actually good at it. But the mess is something.
1: We have the same kids. My, yeah, my 11-year-old is, she'll just get in there and like sometimes I hear that Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. I'm like, what is happening? I go out there, she's like chopping things. I'm like, oh no. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah, Please be careful. Don't cut <laughs> off a finger. We definitely don't have time exactly. for that right now.
0: Yes. I have to tell other people who come to our house, like she uses that knife all the time. Like the mm-hmm. big, like a chef's oh, yeah. knife, you know? Yeah, yeah. She chops stuff up. Yeah. But she knows what she's doing. I wish yeah. she would cook every night. Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> I'd be happy to do the dishes.
1: <laughs> I know. I actually told my husband and we have these like cooking, uh, this place that does like cooking lessons by us and they have kids' classes. I'm like, oh, that might be an exception I would make for like the two activities, you know, like the one versus two. Yeah, yeah. If
0: that <laughs> was one of them. Yes. <laughs> Mine's taking home at school right now and they're cooking like cookies from a package mix. And she's like, what the heck, mom? I know, I know Josie, you could probably teach that class if you needed to. <laughs> yes. That's oh, all my gosh. Yes, yes. Maybe that's the benefit of not doing everything for them, right? Like they can figure stuff out and stuff they actually like. Yeah. My older daughter, she's
1: like, learn to cook eggs. That's about it. But she is really good at cooking eggs. So she'll cook herself like egg sandwiches or... I mean, it's like all versions of eggs. I'm like, fine, go for it. I mean, could be way worse. Yeah. Eat some eggs. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly. Another question I wanted to ask you about your business is... If you ever feel caught up, and because we're both coaches, I don't know about you, but my feed is full of other coaches and I see other coaches' businesses all the time. So how do you sort of stay in your own lane and not get caught up with what other people are doing?
1: It's a really good question. I think... I'm just gonna be really honest and say, first... I just don't tend to be a person who compare who like sees what other people are doing and compare myself to it. Like if I know or you know, maybe I'm in a business mastermind or spaces where I know other people are making more money than me or whatever. I always just feel so inspired by that. It's very rare that I feel like that I'm comparing myself that way. But what I get caught up in instead is that I've had to just kind of like shut down is um, like regulating the industry more, like those types of thoughts because of what I do, because I teach coaching, because I think being an excellent coach is really important. I get really caught up in the, you know, people posting about coaching, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. Because there are there are times where I'm like, that's wrong. Like that's not even true, or this is ridiculous, or you know, those kinds of things. So that's the part that drags me in more. And I think, again, comes back to being very intentional. When I notice myself being maybe on social media more and just scrolling just to scroll for no other reason, I just kind of put some boundaries around it. I, first of all, all notifications are turned off on my phone always. So I'm never seeing the like, oh, you have one note, you know, Facebook notification or whatever. Like that's just not a thing because they're off. And then when I do find myself getting pulled more in that direction, it's usually because. I'm feeling somehow like more uncomfortable in my business. And so I'm starting to like pay more attention to what's going on outside of my business. And so it's just always a gentle reminder of like, oh, let's just refocus. Let's like bring back the attention to what it needs to be on, because overall, like the net gain of of this is like negative. Right? Yeah. Of of the comparing and the scrolling and the judging or like whatever else I would be doing when I was when I'm in that space.
0: Yes, absolutely. I find myself doing that not with business. But when I see people who have families of four or five or whatever, where the dad is in all the pictures and doing things and like helping the kids with Mm, stuff, and I will do the compare and despair like, oh, that's the kind of family I wanted to have. And I'm sad that I don't have that. And there's nothing good to come from that. And I feel like I just same like you're talking about. I just have to get intentional and be like, why am I looking at this? Like, what am I hoping to do for myself here?
1: Yeah. One thing that used to get me that might be really useful for your listeners is, especially when I had a newer business before I was making much money, I would, you know, see photos of maybe like a stay at home parent on a field trip or like those types of things. And I would think, well, okay. I'm not making that much money in my business right now. And I could do all of that. I could go on the field trips and I could um, be the room mom. And I could X, Y, Z, whatever, like all of those things. And I just really had to create boundaries for myself of like, first, do I want to do those things? Like, what? And if I do, which of those things do I want to do? So I would make rules like, okay, I actually love going on field trips. So that's like the only time I volunteer at my kids' schools, because it's being around their friends. It's being around them. It's not like going and making copies in the office or like whatever other jobs that teachers need done. And so I just put like... And it had to be on Fridays. Like there were just things that it was like, this is what I do. Everything outside of this. Of course, there are always exceptions, right? But like for the most part, it just made it a lot easier to say, oh no, I can't do that. It's on a Tuesday. Yeah, it just made a very, it just like took so much time out of my day, even thinking about it or comparing myself to the people that were doing it or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's such a great example. And we talk about that a lot, which is just anywhere where you don't have to decide because you've already decided. And you can always go against your own rule, but you're doing it intentionally. And that's totally different. Just like I was talking about at the beginning of doing several sports this season, I went against my own rule and I chose to do it. It wasn't like, Oh, I don't know what happened. She just made me sign her up for all this stuff. You know, I chose to do it. I realized that wasn't good. Now I'm going to have a more stringent version of that rule <laughs> for next fall. So we don't end up in that situation. So that yes. is a great example. Yeah, I think that's the answer to so
1: much of it, right? It's just like making the decisions ahead of time so that when it comes time to de- actually decide on a case-by-case basis, it's just a really clear answer. And if you want to go against your decision, you're just aware that you're doing it. Right. Like there just is so much more intentionality around all of it versus just like, I don't know what happened. Like they're just in 10 sports. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and if you think about how much time in your brain every time if every situation is a new decision versus like, for example, something I don't do I just do not go out during the week. I just don't. I mean, I'll take my kids to wherever they have to go, but I don't like go out and do things. I don't enjoy it. I don't like leaving my kids at home, you know, that whole thing. But this week on Monday, I went to a birthday party of a high school friend and I was like, oh, it's on a Monday and it's Daylight Savings where it's dark at like 4 p.m. in the Midwest. But I really want to go. So I'm going to go. And when I went, when I was driving there, I was like, I can't believe I'm going somewhere at this. It was like six o'clock. I can't believe I'm going somewhere. Oh, I'm the same. Yeah. I want to be in my pajamas. It is bedtime. What is (laughs) happening?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, it's six. Okay. (laughs) Well, it feels like bedtime though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it felt good because I, I know my default answer is no, usually on those kinds of things. But in this case, I really wanted to go. And I went and I was glad that I went. And I came straight home and put on my pajamas and got in bed at like 830. And everything was fine. (laughs) <laughs> the world kept spinning. <laughs> yes.
1: When I was working from home, I used to have like the most arbitrary rules, but they were for very specific reasons. So, for example, I wasn't allowed to like unload the dishwasher or do dishes or clean the kitchen or any version of that between certain hours, you know, between like, I don't know, 10 and four or whatever, like whatever my work hours were. It was just like, even if I had, even if I was like, I have an extra 20 minutes, I, it was just, I wasn't allowed to do it because. I would distract myself with those things all the time. And I really had to show myself like, no, like my husband's not at the office unloading dishes right now, right? Now, of course, now I do it every once in a while because I just... It's like I learned the skill and then you can like loosen up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can decide to do it. And I think too, in fact, my daughter was homesick yesterday and she's homesick today but she was in my office. I have like this little swing that I put in my office that hangs from the ceiling. And I was like, this is going to be so fun. And But my kids love to hang out in here. I don't know what I was thinking with that. This is amazing <laughs> because I
1: told you before we started that I'm about to redo an office and I've been looking at this chair that's like a swing. Yeah. And I keep wondering <laughs> if that will just mean that my kids will only yeah. want to be in my office.
0: <laughs> that is correct. But I like it. You know, sometimes I like their aroundness, just hanging around. And sometimes I'll come home from somewhere and my son will be like sitting in my chair. And yeah, I do like it. But yesterday she was sitting in there and I said, I I really have to work. I don't have clients, but I really have to work. So you can sit in there and watch videos with your headphones on. You can be in here with me, but I can't talk. And she would be like, oh, mom, she's 13. I found a video of what I want my dorm room to look like when I go to college. Can I show you? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, then I'll get on to something else and then, you know, something else. But every time you get interrupted, it's how long does it take you to get back into, okay, what was I thinking about? What was I doing? What was I writing? Whatever. So I can see why making that no interruptions with the dishwasher rule Mm -hmm. could be something really important. Yeah. Okay, here's my last question for you. And I don't know if you have an answer for this right off the top of your head, but if someone just came to you and said i'm so overwhelmed I, i'm a woman and i work which is like every woman i know and you know probably what's like some your number one advice that you would give them mm. so i think i mean of course this is such a coach
1: answer right but because i'm a coach i would just ask a question my question would be what can we like what things are you doing that you don't actually want to do or that you don't love to do or that You know, you feel like you're doing for reasons that aren't reasons that you love, or and not, we're not going to necessarily cancel all of them, but let's just look at them and say, okay, here's a whole list of things you don't like to do. Which ones, like, are there any that can just be that we just decide you're not doing that anymore? And then, are there any that are like, can somebody help you with those? Can this be someone else's job? Can we? Pay someone? Can we ask a friend? Can, is there like a carpool? You know, just is there another solution? And then sometimes I even think the ones that we do love to do and that we want to keep on the list, I think just noticing that we choose them sometimes takes some of the overwhelm out of it. Because I think half of the overwhelm comes from the I should be doing this other thing, I should be doing this. Like when you're in one activity and thinking about what you should be doing over here or over here. And so a lot of it is like, of course, a lot of us are just busy in general and have busy schedules. But to me, the actual feeling of overwhelm comes from that constant like your brain being in another place when you're like instead of just being present.
0: Yes, exactly. It's kind of fighting with itself. That was like a 10-part answer. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I know. As a coach, we just can't give advice. We have to ask a question first. Yeah, I mean, it's a
1: question, but I think someone could do that themselves. You know, just like look at your schedule. What are the things that you would like just start there? What are the things that we can... Like how can we start to whittle it down?
0: Yeah, I love that. That's great. And I think the biggest message that I'm taking from this whole interview is that is just about thinking about things ahead of time and deciding and intentionally following your own rules. I hear that from you in your home, in your business, in your life overall. Yeah. And
1: it certainly doesn't work perfectly, right? Sometimes we get off track and we are not in my house and we're not very intentional. But I think when you do make the decisions ahead of time, you notice it quicker. Right? Like, oh, this is like not what we decided we were going to do. Why is this happening? I think that's very different than just kind of feeling like it's all
0: outside of your control. Yes. Why am I talking about dorm decor to a seventh grader <laughs> is the question. <laughs> but then I don't feel bad. Question, I don't know. How, yes. I don't know. I don't feel bad just telling the truth and being like, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I get to stay home with you. Like when I worked corporate, that would stress me out when my kids were sick. I'm like, you can totally be sick. You could be in here, but you literally cannot talk to me. And I think a lot of people would feel bad about that, but I don't feel bad about that. I feel like that's the rule. At five o'clock, we'll watch Gilmore Girls or do one of our special things that we do together. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I'm like I can't wait to see that tonight. Uh, my my daughter's really into snakes, and she's like, "Look at this snake I found." And like, no, no, I am working. <laughs> First, we're not getting us. We we have one snake, so we're not getting more snakes. And I love that you love that. And I will. I can't wait to see it later. And right now is just not the time. But thank you. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Is that your older one or your uh-huh, younger one? Older, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. My older one loves lizards and that's so snakes too, but lizards is like same the kids. main thing. I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of lizard videos in my time. <laughs> Most of our communication right now is, mom, can I show you this video? Mom, mm-hmm. can I show you this cool video I found? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, yes. thank you so much. It was so fun to have you on. And I feel like I've never spent a ton of time with you. But just in the small amount of time I did spend with you when you were coaching me, you just give off this totally calm, intentional energy. So when you were like, how does she know this is true? I guess I didn't, but you have proved it's true that you are living a calm and intentional life. So thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for encouraging me as a coach that I could be like that you know stay in my own lane do the things the way that they felt good to me instead of following that hustle culture that we see so much of course i'm so glad i could help okay so if people want to find out more about you and what you do where should they go so i
1: keep things again just really simple everything is just my name lindsay dotsloff so on instagram i'm just at lindsay dotsloff that's probably the place that it's that it's like best to find me and then i have a pretty popular podcast called Mastering Coaching Skills. Those are probably the two, the two main places. And then I have a website, lindsay.sloughcoaching.com.
0: But Lindsay with an A. That's what I always think about you saying right. when you're uh, <laughs> on your podcast. Lindsay.slough. Yes. Lindsay with an A. <laughs> I'll put it in yeah, the show notes. D-O-T-Z-L-A-F. L-A-F. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can spell your name from listening to your podcast, which is great, by the way. It's That's a funny. great podcast. I love it. Thank you. Yes. Your episode about how to start a podcast is really one of the main things that got me going on my podcast. So thank you for that. I love that. Oh my gosh.
1: That's so fun.
0: Yes. Yes. You had this great approach. I basically followed everything you said. And here you are on my podcast. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Overwhelmed Working Woman podcast. If you want to learn more about my work, head over to my website at michellegothier.com. See you next week.